good evening and welcome to episode 18 of Channel Massive. This is Noah. And tonight we are... Re, we as in the royal we. We, we are joined <laughs> by Mark. That's me. And Jim. Yo, yo. Unfortunately, Jason Jim had... Yeah. He wasn't performing <laughs> like he used to. Personal issues. Personnel yeah. issues, actually. Yeah. Putting his children first. So he's been, <laughs> he's been given a modest settlement. Yeah. He got a percentage of the income from the last three months. So that means he owes about $26. <laughs> Half a pair of headphones. Yeah. <laughs> this evening we will be talking about what we've been playing in the last week since... Then last week was a holiday week, so yeah. we had some extra time to game, so maybe we got some good stories for you there. We also have a meme update from Mark and Jim, Ooh. and we'll follow that up with a reminder announcement about our contest that's running on through December. Then, in Jason's absence, we will do our best to cobble together a twig. The weekend gaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Oh, there you go. And we'll wrap up tonight's <laughs> episode with a roundtable on PvP and how essential it really is for MMOs going forward. Right. Or not. And now for what we've been playing. Yay. Yay. So for me. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> I finished up my Zack and Wiki adventure game and it was great. And it kicked my butt and I had to cheat a little bit to get online just so I could finish it before I wrote my review. But I was quite satisfied with it and had a renewed vigor and zest for adventure games. And I hope that future ones kind of take a... a take the direction of that it didn't have a great story most of, most of the time you know what drew me into adventure games when i was younger was that there was a great story but there was really bad gameplay and convoluted solutions and weird puzzles and stuff See, like that all final fantasy games ever <laughs> those aren't adventure games those are rpgs oh, in the console world i just, I just wanted to go after them <laughs> sorry i just want to take a pot shot <laughs> there's no really there's not really any puzzles in there i just hate Final Fantasy, sorry. Go back to your story. <laughs> I feel better now. Any chance Mark has. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Final Fantasy XII is really cool. I think you'd actually appreciate the storyline. It's got a very Star Wars-esque feel to it. Off topic, Ooh. off topic. Yeah. But anyways, that's not something that I've been playing the last week. You're right, Jim. Sorry. <laughs> I've also been playing Phoenix Wright a little bit, the attorney adventure game. Played a bunch of Super Mario Galaxy last night. Are you addicted? Yeah, it's great. You know what's awesome about the game is they designed it more for people around our age where we don't have you know hours and hours and hours to spend in a marathon session with the game. So the the levels and how often and how early you see bosses and how frequently you can get things done, it's all much more compartmentalized and it's quick and you can get in and you can accomplish a bunch of things within a matter of 20 minutes and then you can just save it and move on and come back to it later. I heard somebody talking about like a feature of it whereby you can have like your kids who maybe aren't so good with the dexterity yet like help you out with getting stars and yeah. stuff like that. How does that work? 
It's really cool. Uh, a second person can get a remote, and then they'll have a little cursor on the screen. And there's little things that look like sugar candy, sugar rock candy called star bits that you mm-hmm. can collect. And the other person can just sweep his or her cursor over those and collect them for you while you're going off and doing something else else on the screen. Oh, that's Another cool. thing that's really cool and actually very helpful, I, I was missing it last night when I was playing by myself, is the second player can point the pointer at an enemy and just hold down the A button and the enemy gets frozen. Oh, so wow. you don't have to worry about them approaching you or jumping on you and you can just run up as Mario and whack them. That's pretty cool. Which yeah. is, yeah, it makes it a little less stressful because... Well, everything's very intuitive, and it's easy to play and yeah. get into in spite of the weird 360 degrees and gravity tricks. It can get a little intimidating when you're being trying to chase monsters or monsters are chasing you oh, yeah. around a spherical object. And what was interesting, though, is I had a friend who's really into The Simpsons, and so he got The Simpsons game from Electronic Arts for his Wii, and he's not really a seasoned gamer, and it, it's a 3D game in that it involves lots of jumping through 3D space on the platforms floating there, and it's really hard because it's got a bad camera, which stinks because the game is hilarious. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I haven't watched The Simpsons since, I don't know, the season two or three. But the game is just so funny. It's full of so many hilarious voice quips and pop culture references. You don't have to be a big fan of The Simpsons just to really enjoy it. It's really well written. Oh, that's cool. But unfortunately for this guy, you couldn't get through it. So I'm like, well, how about we try Super Mario Galaxy because it has a better camera, but you're doing even crazier things. And it was cool that he Hmm. actually played it and he was able to get into it and didn't have a problem doing way more complex movements. But it was because the camera was so better implemented. Last but not least, of course, I played City of Heroes for a little bit of time. Got to level 20? Yeah, I got to level 20 and I got my endurance power pool. Oh, cool. Power. I don't yeah. know if that's what it's called. And it made such a difference because the character that I have... You're always out of it. Yeah, it's yeah. just like I battle two or three enemies and then I have to rest or hide. Yeah, and or, or the entrance hide, <laughs> which Scatter. I did do a couple times. On if only our damn controller would have locked stuff down. <laughs> but yeah. surely there's someone to blame. Yeah, there was lots of good times on the on gaming systems overall. What about you, Mark? Oh, dang it! I never see that coming. Um, Zing. Let's see. In non MMO gaming, I got The Witcher. And I got the European version because I like you the boobies. You did. Oh, And uh, nice. so I've been playing the mature version of it, which is pretty is cool. Is it in English? Oh, yeah. And voice yeah, acting it's, and it's everything? A, it's, a, it's English. It's the British UK version. Oh, cool. It's actually like multi-language, the one I got. And you, you just choose. So I'm playing it in English. But it's So how cool. does it stack up to the buzz? It's awesome. The really? buzz is warranted. In fact, I don't think there's enough buzz. Wow. I think it's great. Because a lot of people say it's, you know almost as good as Oblivion. Well, for those of us who don't like to wander all over the place, like Noah and I, who like a more linear story, yeah, for the it's rest got of your that. life. It's got a great linear story. It plays more like a console RPG in the way that you, and you like upgrade it. your character and you oh. but you point and click where you want to go and stuff. The combat, a lot of people don't like it. I really like it. I think it's great. How does it work? You basically can target people and you get a little flaming sword icon when you've hit them and you have to click once the sword is flaming and that'll like start to activate additional moves. Oh, so and it's like a you, combo system? You string stuff together? 
kind of, but he does it all for you with AI, and it's it's as you unlock additional skills and abilities, you get his repertoire improves, and so he starts to do just more cool and cool maneuvers to the things he's killing. Plus, he also has like magical abilities that you can choose to use as well. So, is it just the timing of the clicks? You have to click at the right time, and he just performs a move yeah. The, from his the sword set? will come on, and it tells you that you need to do you need to click it again. It's you all get to it's choose all, what it's he all does? just click or. No, you don't choose it really. Oh. Well, between there's like the melee stuff and then the powers and stuff like that. But yeah, but it's it's really well done. The um, the story is really cool. The graphics are great. The music's good. The feel for it's good. It's definitely got a different feel than a traditional like um, American yeah or United United States kind of generated game. There's something different about it, and I like the vibe. It's darker. Um, there's also of course the the conquests and all that, which is pretty funny. <laughs> so is that just kind of handled like, how does that, how do they handle a conquest? What, well, what happens? I've done the first one, and um, you basically, I don't want to ruin the story, but it, go, it kind of goes to this bedroom scene, and there's, <laughs> you see this bed, and you you, you hear the dialogue of, mm, let's do something, you know, cue <laughs> porn <doctor>. music. <laughs> and you see, you see your sword leaning up against the bed, and the bed starts to shake, and the sword like falls down. You know, and um, and then it kind of cues to this other thing, and you have a conquest card for the the lady that you've just slept with, and then and then it continues. But you don't starts. get to see anything; it's just the bed moving. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. you know, it's not it's not done like a, it's, it's not like hot hot coffee or well, whatever. What does the card look like? Is it worth the censoring that it's got? This here one in wasn't too bad. It's just a lady kind of reclined on like a day bed with a cat in her lap. I think and a parasol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know what the censored and uncensored versions of the card look like. I think the first one's pretty tame, actually. So she is topless or something. She wasn't actually topless. So oh, wow. I was like, did I really get the right version? But I'm pretty sure I did. So I heard. I read that the voice acting is horrific, and that some of the local, some of the. I've, I've heard worse. I read that too, but it's not that bad. I mean, it depends. If you want an Academy Award-winning performance, don't play a video game. Well, yeah. You know, but um, <laughs> it's it's not it's not. Too but there bad. are games out there that have excellent. Voice yeah, items. like a Bioware game or something like yeah. that. It's really good. Um, but, Speaking uh, of, did you? Play uh, that's some the Mass other non MMO I've been playing. I've been playing Mass Effect a little oh, bit awesome. on my Xbox 360. That's pretty cool. Is it? Uh, yeah, I don't know that it's the greatest game ever made, like some people have been claiming. But uh, I haven't gotten that far really. I've only cl- clocked like one play session with it so far. But what I really like is the way it does. It does like cinematic scenes on the fly with your characters, and yeah. it's really kind of funny because it'll do a close up of your guy, and you cu- you go through this elaborate facial customization thing for your character. You choose a male or a female. Mm-hmm. You're always going to have the same last name, but you choose their first name. You choose kind of their class type thing. Um, you go through this really elaborate thing, so it's always your character in these in these scenes, right? And they like they'll they'll zoom in on his face and it blurs the background and the other people and they do stuff like that to where it's actually kind of like a movie scene being nice. shot, you know, which is really different. It's not just a persistent isometric view yeah. or a persistent FPS kind of view or something There's like that. It's actually work. the camera is moving all around and the camera works really smoothly in this because I I complained like in one of the or I didn't I actually said that um, Hellgate London had really a good camera. Yeah, and you know, after you were just talking about how a camera can almost ruin a game, like in The Simpsons, this this one does some pretty neat stuff with the dialogue, and it's all um, spoken dialogue. It's all 
you know, voice acting. You know, you can turn on subtitles, but by default they're off, so you're not reading text when you play this game. That's the thing, actually, that excites me the most is the way they handle the conversation trees in that game. Yeah, and it's like, it's your intent for the conversation, but it's not word for word, so what what you intend to... The, the mood you want to portray in your conversation is kind of set set aside for you in a short little sentence, and then you say something totally different, but along those lines, like it's, you know, what what your character actually says is a longer version of that, and That's it gets... kind of nice. You don't have yeah. to sit there and read it. Yeah, you don't it. read this long, like, I, hear it I disagree with you, Admiral. I feel that we have, you know, it's not like that. You know, you it's get just, to listen nice. to the dialogue, and, and yeah, and it's it's really... they've So they've got some good ideas in this. Um, the actual gameplay, though, is so far nothing revolutionary, but I'm going to give that a chance. Because I, you know, I went through the initial part with all the dialogue and the character selection, and I really just got through the first couple missions, so. Yeah. And the training and all that, so. In MMO-related news, I played City of Heroes, <laughs> City of Villains, gave uh, issue 11 a little, little bit of a try, and that's pretty cool. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. And then um, I played some EverQuest 2. Really? I, I played a... Yeah, I, uh, I wanted to give it a shot again because I hadn't played it in so long and I'd heard yeah. a lot of people talking about it. So I, I started playing that and I got like a level 9 character. And in, in, in before I was playing one of the evil guys and this time I'm playing a good guy. So I'm in like Kinos or whatever it's called. And uh, it's been pretty fun. What's really cool is and I, I couldn't believe it was I actually went through the crafting tutorial and I hate crafting in games more than anyone I know. I just despise <laughs> yeah. it. Like I won't uh, more than do me? It. More than Jim. I don't perhaps. think so. I, I hate it. I just hate it. The <laughs> crafting this is actually cool and your character has an adventuring level and a crafting level and my crafting level is actually higher than my adventuring level. <laughs> because the crafting is cool because it's interactive. Like you're say you're making like clothes or something like that, you know, say you're making a bag you're on this loom, and there's all these things that are going wrong in the creation of the thing, because it takes a long time, and you have to react and try to fix, like, you know, jams or thread thread shortages or, wow. you know, a bad fold or something like that. And when you react to fix it, you can either react to fix it to increase the durability of what you're making so that you don't blow it, or you can try to speed up the, the creation of it so you just get through it, you know. It's more of a reckless approach, and you have to balance those two so that it doesn't take you forever to craft stuff. But it's really cool, and, and just the way they handle it all is really well done. So Sounds interesting. And I, I really took my time with this character, too. There was all these little sub-quests in the starter zone. I did all of them. I, they have these things where you collect stuff. Like, I collected all these different bird feathers and shells and stuff like that and turned them all in for reward. And That doesn't very, sound like fun. Very unlike... It's very fun, and it's not <laughs> the way I'm used to playing these games. So I've really seen it in a new light. It's, it's pretty cool. Well, that's cool. I'm sure that'll please some of our listeners who are fans of that game. Yeah, because um, normally I give I give the EverQuest series a kind of a bad rap, but I'm really digging EverQuest too, and I'm gonna spend a lot more time in it. I think. Excellent, uh, Jim. Moi, I actually spent a good amount of time playing uh, Nice the Old Republic on my Xbox and made a, a good deal of progress, and I'm quite pleased with how evil I've become. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm moving on uh, not to. To give any spoilers to anybody, so if you haven't played it and you're going to, close your ears. But uh, <laughs> I'm moving towards the, the. I've had adequate time to play this damn. Yeah, game. no kidding. It's <laughs> it's been out for a while. I mean, I think you could probably pick it up for ten bucks. Or, or yes, yeah. uh, that's yep. Um, but uh, 
Or borrow it from your brother. Yeah, or, yeah and never give it back. <laughs> I'll return it soon because... I know, because you noticed that I had I Kotar did. 2 on my shelf. <laughs> I did. But I've uh, I've reached the final destination, and, and I had a little bit of a remorse after oh, I really? stopped playing the game because I actually killed all but three of my entire crew. I'm, I'm oh, that no. I, I, like, you know, I had this showdown, and... Wow. They wouldn't bow before me as like supreme emperor of, <laughs> of the universe. So I slaughtered my crew, and a- afterwards I was like, "How did I really do that?" Is now it's your gonna... journey to the dark yeah, side is so... complete. Yeah, exactly. Great. Um, there's no going back anything? now. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm you're dead set. You're, you're not even going to make neutral if you do nothing but good no, deeds. No, uh, it's pegged. You know, there's like a meter. When you go into your character, so you're gonna get like avatar, a, you know, and it's pegged to the evil side. You're gonna it's, get a mechanical jaw like that one guy, or whatever. Um, Malik. Yeah, Malik. I don't think I need one. I'm a pretty, you're pretty looking guy. Uh, you're gonna stick with the. Do you have the dual red lightsabers? Or? I use. I don't use the two double bladed one. I use two lights. Two That's what I would. I did the sabers. two. Yeah. I think you did more damage that way. I, th- I think it looked cooler too. Yeah. I'm still at the very beginning of that game. The last thing I remember doing is I'm in some underground town and there's these vampire slash ghoul type monsters that are in these cave systems. Yeah. Outside the town. I don't remember what those are. You called. have to go in and rescue one of your party members from there. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And then I also played uh, some city heroes, um, just some pickup groups. I, I really had a good time actually. Uh, it, they were the the ends of these story arcs for whoever the team leader was, and like you know, and we hit two arch Oh, that's cool! In a row, two like oh, yeah, I was, love those encounters. Yeah, it was yeah. really great, and they're really good teams, actually. Man, so I like those lucky. good teams. I was in a good team, but people were talking crap about my hat. <laughs> well, Abe Lincoln. Well, what happened was Which was really funny. It's like Cowboy they, Scotch. I, it's, you let me know who they are, and I'll kick their ass. <laughs> what had happened was I joined a group, and they didn't know what I looked like because they just you know randomly are inviting people. So I showed up, and we started our mission. And this person who was Captain Janeway of all the names said, <laughs> whoa, nice hairdo. That she who is without sin cast the first stone. <laughs> and I'm like, it's the hat. Because I guess she thought that my tall black hat was a hair. And I'm like, it's a hat. And then other people. Simpsons episodes? What? <laughs> I don't know. Too many vanilla ice. I don't know. Um, and they continued on. Race her head. Other people were laughing about it. And... I'm, I'm like, it's okay, I know you guys are jealous. But what had happened is later on, they were trying to chat between themselves, but not <laughs> say it to the whole team. And one of the guys forgot to respond to the tell the right way and said, yeah, kind of like Abe Lincoln, huh? <laughs> and then some other people in the team are like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, I think someone's talking about my hat again. And this is like <laughs> 10 minutes later. They're was, still talking about it. Was it was such a great topic of conversation, <laughs> as I recall. I was there for a bit of it. One person in support said that he loved my hat, and I, that made me feel good. That wasn't me, was it? <laughs> no, it wasn't. You showed up after that. And <laughs> I kept started, calling you Abe. <laughs> yeah, you know, we never even got into a mission. That was about all no, you did. No, all the momentum funny. left. People the team stalled. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. You know, they're all just options in the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I like MMOs because they bring out the narcissist in everyone. It's like rotating around your character, 
Look me out in my armor. Look at my haircut. Look how cool I am. That's so true. You know? That'd be a good roundtable su- yeah. discussion for the future. Cause, cause most of my friends can attest I don't really give a damn about how I look for the day. <laughs> but my characters, boy, I take some time with them. Crafting the perfect cheerleader outfit. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. That's right. I gotta, ha- I gotta have the... Per- I do have the perfect cheerleader what outfit. pants... What is pants will highlight my perfect supple ass. I've got to make the cleavage look good. <laughs> I think everybody goes through that phase. Yeah, yeah I think so. Not me. No, never. Re- no, that's true. You don't. No, that's, you're into that's the midget not, porn. No, that's not true. I had some. I had yeah. a couple hot yeah, chicks. Right. Total yeah, that's darkness right. Total really darkness. Bad. I remember her. Yeah. Had to shine a flashlight on her to see. Quite her. spankable. Yeah. <laughs> well, shall we? Uh, Move it along. On. Thinking is speak yeah, speaking about spanking and now into maiming. So gentlemen, I believe you have The some- Week in Maiming <laughs> <laughs> Jason's gone for one episode and he's mocked forever. <laughs> Actually, that's not what I was going to ask about. I was going to oh. ask about your arcade machines. Maiming. Weekend maiming. Maiming. The weekend maiming. <laughs> it's, oh, it's the new sense segment. Twim. 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 <laughs> Tiny twim. So, uh, Mark and I went on a journey last week. I, actually, I thought I'd go into a little bit of detail in case any was, uh, we, anyone was interested. I noticed there were two listeners that actually gave a shit. So far about the maiming. We keep talking about it though. Yeah, we're soon, gonna, they're going to grow yeah. in numbers. Soon there'll be an investigative there'll report on the morning show about this dark, evil world where mame consoles live, with Hannah Storm reporting. Sure. So last week I had the week <laughs> off, and I thought I'd report a little bit about my uh, my findings, how I went about finding a, a cabinet for this project. And uh, so first of all, I did the, what most people would I think do is uh, panicked. Go to, go to I panicked <laughs> and I said oh I have the internet so <laughs> oh, thank God. so I opened up a browser window I'm making this much too long anyway I went <laughs> good to detail I went to Craigslist went to the local newspaper and checked mm-hmm. classifieds and uh, I think most people if you do that you'll find what I found and that's uh, two things one is this is a pretty big trend these days it seems to me, and two, they're really expensive. So, what I was finding were cabinets in good condition, like old Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, or even um, modified cabinets that that, have, that are already MAME games, in the range from about 400 to to $1,000. Wow! I never would have guessed that. Yeah, so, I think it's a yuppie thing to do these days, is have a, you know, an yeah. old arcade game in your house. Wine cellar, old arcade game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mistress. $6,000 road bike. <laughs> hey. I wouldn't point you. <laughs> <laughs> Swanky downtown condo. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I keep doing it. <laughs> All right, I'm a yuppie. All right. But I'm a cheap yuppie. Yeah, I know. I, I want to build my own. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> obviously that was a little more than I was willing to spend, especially since I'm going to gut the thing and... and and build it from scratch. Um, so, I uh, widened my search on Craigslist and started looking in uh, 
for those of you that don't know, we're in Denver, so I, I widened the search and started looking in Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, Boulder. And uh, I wasn't having a lot of luck, but I, and I also uh, expanded my search into other classified ads, just looking for statewide classified ads. And uh, I did come across one guy that was selling, I don't know, something I'd never heard of, and it was about $150, $200. I'm like, well, at least it's not 400 and if that's the best I'm going to find, I'll, I'll, you know, see, see what this guy has. And so I sent him an email. He emailed me back, and we had this conversation. And basically, he's a guy that kind of does this for profession. He rebuilds them and, and tries to sell them. And he wasn't really interested in selling me anything that I was going to rip apart and destroy. <laughs> the good news is, is, and I think this is my advice to our listeners out there, is he gave me the name of a person that, that does come across shells, empty shells, and broken games, and, and just had a, a huge assortment from about $100 to $1,000 yeah. for these games in various states. And, and that's what he does for a living. So my advice, the f- first advice I have is to, you know, just talk to people online that are selling games, and then maybe that's not who you're going to get the game from, but maybe they can point you in the right direction. So the second, um, I didn't get a game from that guy, or the, the guy he recommended, but I did talk to him. But luckily, someone else called me back from a, another classified ad that I saw, and that was down in Colorado Springs. And he was a gentleman that uh, ran the arcade, among other things, at the Cave of the Winds uh, kind of tourist place. Trap. I don't know. <laughs> Trap. No, he was a nice guy. He was, oh, yeah, he's a real nice guy. Yeah. Which, I guess, doesn't have any repercussions on what kind of facility he works at. But anyway, um, they're, they're selling off their arcade, basically. And he had two games uh, that... The monitors didn't no longer worked, mm-hmm. and uh, and he only wanted fifty dollars a piece for them. So that's wow. you know that's worth more than lumber, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you know, it'd be pretty and, expensive to you know, build those. A little bit of gas to drive down there. Yeah, but that that was him. So uh, yeah, we drove down there. One of them was uh, they were both in good shape. One had kind of the seventies. Wood paneling it's like an Atari twenty six hundred panel job. Yeah, you know the decals that look like wood. And the one I bought was called Bank Panic. It was a eighty four Sega game, kind of a Wild West uh, shoot 'em up kind of thing. But no gun. It was just a joystick and three very large square buttons. Very, very <laughs> large buttons. <laughs> Hard to miss. So it, it is Panic. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mark and I uh, borrowed a dolly from the guy, loaded it up in Mark's truck, and drove it up here. Um, that was last Saturday, and so since then, Mark has started our little page to document this whole project as well, um, which is basically just the acquisition of the cabinet for now. But the next <laughs> step is for us to convert or for me to convert a, an old uh, box that I have into a, a Linux box the door on it and we'll get the monitors and start laying out the control panel and buying joysticks and trackballs and yep well, I won't get too far ahead but anyway that's what's to come and we'll let keep you apprised 
make it through the project. Well, per Mark's previous timeline, that means that you have six more years to do the next step. <laughs> I've set the goal. I've set the standard so low. Six years just for phase two. I, yeah, if we get it done in six months, it's going to be Actually, vastly I think, improved. I think based on our drive back, we're going to move pretty fast. We want to get this done. So. Well, and, and actually, um, we have an offer from uh, oh, yeah. the CEO of my company. I told him what we were doing, and he was quite excited about it and asked us to build a third one oh, wow. for my company. Wow. Why build one for one price when you can build three for three times the price? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and maybe they can pay for We could stick stick a couple extra bucks uh, in into the invoice to, to, uh, to my yeah. company. I think that'd be Which good. will not be named. <laughs> 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 However, a hint for his company now. <laughs> Isn't a vampire? <laughs> well, thanks, <Themed> gentlemen. Thing. <laughs> sure. Look forward to seeing what will happen between now and the next week. Yeah, we are too. Oh, the other thing, I guess, if, uh, if anyone was interested in following the project on the website... On the right-hand side of channelmassive.com, there's a features section, and there's a main project link there. Now that'll take you to the page. Of the yeah, and there's some photos of your new cabin, or, or where you got your cabinet at, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, that was my commentary on a sad, kind of, you know, the days are gone. Where Yeah, when, the arcade, when you said that they were selling their machines gone. off, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, that's sad. It that's, really is. It, w- it was quite sparse in there. You know, they had the old red 80s. Our carpet had yeah. one too many sodas you know, onto it. That's when I looked at that carpet. I thought, you know, how many sodas have been spilled here? I mean, it just yeah. had that. It was stain upon stain upon it stain. Was. It was probably pink originally. Now it's a burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, pretty, pretty funny. But it, yeah, it's sad. I mean, the arcades are going away. I mean, the, all that's left are like the Dave and Buster's of the world, right? I mean, we were right. talking about that, but the, the, the old. The next yeah. gen. Yeah. Which is so okay. fond of saying here. Yeah. yeah. Next gen. Uh, well, well reminiscing note. is over. <laughs> Onward and upward. <laughs> So, just to get everybody... (laughs) You'll not know how to work database. (laughs) You'll not have PhD in database making. Oh, I love it when you talk in your Russian accent. Thanks, man. (laughs) Sorry. Come to my house, I have satellite TV. I make you pot roast. (laughs) 42 channels born. (laughs) And soccer on weekend. (laughs) We call football. What were you going to say, Noah? I was going to talk about... Ivan the contest. The weekend contest! <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jason. Uh, so, we've received some responses for our contest, which has been running now for A two couple, episodes. But A couple? Isn't it like 1900 or so? No, <laughs> I don't think it's that many. We've got a, we have a few. But, we have a healthy uh, amount. Of let's bushel. put it this way. Their other listeners can still have their chance. Yeah. Right? That's right. That's definitely right. And the way to win a free pre-order of either Warhammer Online 
Age of Reckoning or that other game. Conehead. Oh, wait, I think I mixed up the names. Age of Reckoning Dawn <laughs> Warhammer Conan Adventures Hyborian. Warhammer Age of Conan Hyborian Reckoning. <laughs> I don't know. The so Hyborian the... Reckoning of Conan in the Age of... Okay, I'm going to ditch the prepositions. There's the Conan MMO, and there's the Warhammer MMO, and you can get a, you can win a pre-order of either of those games by correctly emailing us the title of the first game that Jim had his first virtual sexual experience in. Perfect. And Where do they send that answer? They send that answer to mail at channelmassive.com M-A-I-L. <laughs> Not <laughs> with the subject line holiday trivia giveaway and that will let us know right away what your intents are. And they need to send that in by Thursday, December 13th. That's correct. Rapidly and approaching. At 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That is correct. And if there is more than one winning submission, we will select a winner from the winning submissions by random drawing, and then the following day on December 14th, notify the winner via the email address they applied with that they won, and then they have to res- respond in kind with their acceptance and what they want and so on and so forth. Yeah, there will be many forms for them to fill yes. out. Many. Yes, many. We have, yes. we have devised or maybe a just system an of, email back to oh, us. Oh, damn it. DNA <laughs> sample. And Brain anyway, for all that <laughs> legal garbage, gooky, blah, 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 they could probably just go to channelmassive.com and look up the official emails. That is correct. It is, I think it's still on our homepage it's one of our more recent updates. You know, yeah. maybe we under could features. Put, do a sticky for it or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Mr. I have, Webmaster. I have the technology. Yes. Yes. It's, it's wonderful to be in the presence of two web designers, and I'm the guy that does the website. It's awesome. That's just sick and wrong. I want it's, my network fixed. It's the karmic Master. payback for all the delegation you did when we worked together, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> Yeah, but all the details about when to apply and who's when to enter, how to enter, when we're going to say who won, all that other stuff, it's on the website within our blog entries. And Mark will hopefully find a way to highlight that for you to easily find it on our homepage. Oh, but of course, with my massive HTML skills, <laughs> not a problem. And best of luck to everyone. Yes. Yeah. Keep them coming. Only one submission per person. And tell your friends yes. to please listen to our show. Yeah, don't tell them the answer, for God's sakes. Yeah. Make, Make them, them listen. suffer through it like Jim did. <laughs> hey, don't even tell them that Jim started in episode nine. Make them listen to the first one. Exactly. Shall we move on? Let's do it. Oh, God, yes. Uh, the surly weights of responsibility. <laughs> but yet, we have risen from the ashes of Jason's unexpected departure. Yes. With like a phoenix. Yes, with a, with a twig in its beak. Oh, <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> a twig of news. A twig. So this would be the weekend gaming. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I can feel the excitement. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> What do you got, Noah? I have several stories that I thought were intriguing. No, <laughs> <laughs> I hear, I hear <laughs> you're called <laughs> that. 
Mark and Jim have recently decided to start calling me the grammarian because occasionally I noticed grammatical things in writing, spelling and, stuff. And it drives him crazy. And I like it. <laughs> he likes it. <laughs> so, uh, one of the most recent things that's going on is there's some rumors and smackdowns related to NZSoft. The Korea Times which is a newspaper over in Korea, posted a story, which you can actually see on their website, saying that NCSoft is going to get out of making online games and focus more on casual internet communication software. Because Lineage and Lineage 2, the two cash cows for NCSoft over in Korea, are starting to to decline they've been losing subscribers i think the story in the korea times says that they the revenue for those games fell 16 percent in the second quarter alone how unfortunate so by looking at that statistic and making note that they released a series of social networking services from Open Maru, which is an in-house software studio. They believe, well, that must mean that they're going to be getting out of games and getting more into social networking stuff. And they've actually launched four different little pieces of software over mm. in Korea this year, but they they quickly responded to the story and said, no. Be responsible journalism. Yeah. Sloppy like journalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the quote from the chief of the PR team was NCSoft's main business has been games and will be games. Our sales are 100% from game business. The article also cited, interestingly, and it'd be good to hear Jason's take on this, the that since Tabula Raza wasn't this huge, amazing smash since it came out here in the U.S., what, mm -hmm. like three weeks ago, maybe? Yeah. yeah three, uh, that that's a sign. They, they sunk millions of dollars into that developing that game. It took six years. They totally scrapped it halfway through and changed it to something different in terms of the presentation. Oh, yeah. I remember watching it change, metamorphosize. Yeah. Years. And so, at least on the other side of the ocean in Korea, perhaps the shareholders of the company were expecting something big to come out of this and actually it hasn't been too big yet and stocks of NCSoft have fallen in value over in Korea and so they're already jumping on the doom and gloom wagon just kind of like how they were doing, journalists were doing a few weeks ago about Marvel Online being cancelled because we haven't heard about it. NCSoft took a very appropriate response tack and saying, you know, it's going to take some time before they're going to make any calls about the game being a failure or not taking off. Wow. Because not every game can be World of Warcraft. The no, day. but investors seem to think that now. And Boy, speaking of... Disappointment. And speaking of Korea, there was a big Korean company that invested in Gods and Heroes a while ago, right? Perpetual? Yes. Oh, yes. Um... So yeah, from the, from the um, let's see here. Oh no, I've lost, I've lost it. I'll have to edit this out. Okay. <laughs> Put the porn away. <laughs> Darn porn. Um, yeah. So it looks like Perpetual has um was quietly liquidated 
um, the day that they sold, or the day that they closed off Gods and Heroes. Or put it on indefinite hold. I'm sorry, they shelved it <laughs> indefinitely, because someday, in 20 years, they're, they're going to go back to that shelf and pull that game mm-hmm. off. Of course. And say, hey, this looks like a really good product. I mean, it's a good thing we <laughs> shelved it as opposed to just letting it go. So, <laughs> You think liquidated means they sold the intellectual property? Hmm. I doubt it. I, I don't know what they would have done with. I think they. I think they round filed Gods and Heroes. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> um, but that has led to um, rumors. There's an unnamed um, investor now. Um, very much shrouded in mystery. Many have <laughs> many have theorized various places where this these in, the investment is coming from, such as somewhere in the Orient, Orient perhaps. Um. <laughs> but <laughs> not much is known about it. What I think is is interesting, though, is there's there were a lot of rumors that um, because of this, they are they are looking at changing their what would be their marquee title, which is the Star Trek MMO that they're developing, which is what they're supposed to be focusing on, right? By canceling Gods and Heroes, they were. And I love their press releases. It's like when they did the layoffs, they were like, "We've laid laid off." The majority of our staff working on Gods and Heroes, so that we can refine the edges of the put game more and, polish into and put it. more polish on it. And I thought, <laughs> really? So you got rid of all of the people that would do the work? So does that mean like the middle managers are gonna <laughs> come in? And I can work with these art assets. Jesus, look at this! What amateurs? Gosh, sounds like the management at your company. <laughs> Slightly oh gosh, smarter than the management so at my company, actually. Uh, but uh, oh yeah, very goodness. similar. But then. Um, so, so yeah, there's been a lot of rumors that they're going to go with like a more of a Korean MMO model for Star Trek and and dumb it down, make it casual, free to play, that kind of a thing, uh. which would be cool. You know, I can for ten for ten whatever, you know, yen. Star Trek units <laughs> for ten uh, yen. for ten tribbles, <laughs> I can buy a you know genuine replica, you know, Captain Kirk, you know communications badge or something like that or, or uh, you know so you'd use real world currency to buy in-game currency and then you'd use that in-game currency to buy items and yeah kind of like, like a xbox live kind of thing mm-hmm. like um this will only cost you 300 uh or whatever these are but the minimal thing to get into the game as far as the the minimum amount of currency you can buy is like twenty thousand, which costs you know this much money yeah, 50 something, bucks yeah something dumb like that but um, there's been an update um, from GameSpot who says that a recent showing of Star Trek Online at their offices was the original MMO and not some watered-down casual mode game. So that could just be pure speculation, which, I don't know, there's been news in the MMO arena in the last few weeks, but there's been a lot of speculation, which makes me think, man, we need some better news. Because <laughs> people like, are just well, coming up with some wild it's theories. It's like they're taking their cues from the national media, you know? Yeah. It's just like, let's, free, you know... Yeah. Yeah. Speak everybody out. It's like, it, yeah, it's kind of up controversy. And yeah. So that's that's always good. Um, what else you got, Noah? Got a couple other more general stories. It's hard to believe, but World of Warcraft has gone into its third anniversary now. It's it's turned three. Yeah. Gosh, it seems like just yesterday when I was a when you left me. Alone. Alone. <laughs> Playing C- C- City of Heroes. City of Heroes. When we abandoned Jim to a cruel fate, <laughs> he was pimped out on the corner. Poor little four-foot-tall minder binder <laughs> selling himself for, for money. 
Oh, wait, that wasn't what happened. his tears. Levitating people <laughs> randomly. Being told he was the best superhero in town by the wandering mobs. Well, in Warcraft, uh, the Blizzard is no... Is, is, of course, more aware of this probably than all the rest of us. And they're going to celebrate this anniversary starting on December 3rd with a big contest. And they have little prizes and giveaways that they're going to have that you can check out over on the main World of Warcraft website. We won't go into those details here. I just thought it was probably more interesting just to note that that game's three years old and everybody's still crazy about it. Yeah. Oh, that's like 21 in dog years. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I wonder what it is in MMO years. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Ultima Online's been around for like 10 years. We should come up with a criteria of how think, many years... I think we should. We need a, we need a MMO conversion rate for yeah. longevity. We'll have to. We'll, we'll have to analyze that. On the site. Okay. We'll yeah. Get back to you. Fire up the spreadsheet. <laughs> and then the other thing, technewsworld.com posted an interesting story, saying that the security within MMO game structures is really, really poor. And who, who is this tech? Technewsworld.com. Hmm. So make sure to keep all your credit card information and social security number. Well, actually, the 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 yeah. thievery that they're referring to is more towards accounts stealing people's game accounts, or using them to generate in-game currency. Because what happens is now that there's an actual real-world economy around selling virtual game items, whether it's gold or sure. characters or special items and stuff like that. Now everybody, the, the dark underworld is seizing upon this and it's looking at how they can exploit at least the nerdy people in the, the When dark the nerd underworld. mafia finds out about this, <laughs> boy, there you go. It's, it's interesting. That's that a group to fear right American there. nerd gangster, a movie coming to you <laughs> soon. Well, the article suggested, if, if I remember Rick some of Moranis the... Moranis is the lead and... <laughs> oh, sorry. If I remember some of the language correctly, the article suggested that they were groups of hackers working together to exploit <sighs> the system. And the reason that the games are so well-suited for being hacked is that a lot of traditional operating system security measures ask you, all right, hey, this game's trying to access the internet. Should you... <laughs> <laughs> That, is, that would be a perfect theme song <laughs> for the underworld. For the mafia. Nerd yes. mafia. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Where was I? So, usually... Damn, God, you, we need Jason. <laughs> like in Windows, they'll ask you, are you sure you want to let this program access the internet? And then you're like, yeah. And so anything that goes on within the game, mm -hmm. under the umbrella of the game, is legal as far as your computer's concerned. And antivirus programs, firewalls, and stuff like that are... Not oh, quite idiot. so on the ball when it comes to catches and stuff like that. The funny thing is, is one of the recommendations of how to solve this problem is to play the game at work. Because <laughs> <laughs> enterprise network solutions oh, have God. more of the security that would be necessary to block such types of attacks. Oh! And what was funny is that yeah, the story be, only said... I only see one small problem with that plan. <laughs> it, I don't see any problems. I, there was only... The story just kind of... Petered out? Just said it. <laughs> and the only 
the only grain of salt was the word ironically thrown in the middle of all these <laughs> paragraphs <laughs> where this guy is seriously suggesting you know, what, what's the quote it says uh, so a temporary protection is for game players to play at work said Paul Henry a security expert and vice president of technology evangelism at secure computing and also dreamer slash non-realistic <laughs> person well, didn't you, was it you that had the story of the guy hidden in the server room or yeah. whatever oh yeah 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 he was very very much being safe with security at that time. <laughs> we should all we should all learn from his his stunning example and also duping his wife into thinking he couldn't work while she went on a vacation in Mexico so he could play EverQuest the whole time yeah it's pretty sweet it's awesome and that wraps up my news stories wow well my only comment about the work thing that you said was, what about the obvious problem of playing games at work? I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> what? I don't understand. Oh, you see, normal jobs. <laughs> In the real world. <laughs> no, I, I've been fortunate enough to work at a couple jobs where they actually set aside a certain time at, at the end of the work day, at the end of the work week, where it was okay to play at work. We have a game room. We're encouraged to go. Man. I'm I'm just stuck in the <laughs> cruel corporate <laughs> world, man. This, at least I don't have to wear a tie. I guess that's my. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you you got it good. I do. <laughs> um, well, I have a couple of quick things um, about. Well, a few months ago, CCP makers of Eve Online announced that they were hiring an economist, a full-time economist. Wow, and. Uh, he has a name which I will not even attempt to pronounce because they are based out of Iceland Um, Jim here's his name you want to attempt it? no no no. okay (laughs) Um, doctor something something lead economist I would say Goodmanson that sounds about right yeah. This is his last name I'm I'm so timid with that okay good job okay well anyway this guy um, has released the first quarterly report for this game, which I've always said is a glorified spreadsheet. But anyway, um, it's really pretty cool. Uh, if you look through it, he's got, like a lot of games, you never know what the heck their demographics are. You never know anything about it. They keep it shrouded in mystery because they're afraid that they're slowly fading or whatever. Well, this guy starts right out with the number of active accounts that they have not some stupid figure like I've seen from other games, which is like number of characters cares how many characters. Yeah, that's know. not a true representation yeah. of players. So he starts out with the number of accounts, which is a business which has gone um, up to uh, it looks like it's a 200,000 right now, so it's growing and it's a steady growth pattern. Yeah, it's a nice, nice um, uh, line. They have uh, a histogram for distribution of skill points and characters. Um, it just it goes crazy with all the good stats. Um Average skill points per character and race and um, share of each skill category. You know, just graph after graph with a great write-up on everything. Um, they they talk about the commodities in the game. Um, I mean, it, this is like no other game you've ever seen. Macroeconomics of EVE Online, and it just goes into everything you could, you could ever want. Um, total ISK and growth. ISK is the interstellar credit thing, which oh, is the okay. currency in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, daily increase of total ISK. Um, ISK in wallets, um, just pricing. Just it's a it's a 15 page PDF file. It's actually wow. really, really. I think it's, it's aesthetically it's pleasing. Actually, there's a lot of uh, conceptual art. Yeah, 
to complement it. And they've just announced that, or they haven't. They're working on getting their Trinity um, update done, which is a free update. And they, I saw a movie where they, you can download a H, a high definition movie, and they show it's like the current art versus the new rendering, their new rendering engine. It's beautiful. It looks reminds me of back in the in the day. There used to be this science fiction uh, magazine called Omni. It always had these really cool, like art, art, artsy pictures of like spacecraft flying over planets with crazy sunsets and stuff. And this is that realized, basically. I mean, the nice. new, the new engine just looks beautiful. So, so anyway, check that out. Um, you can we, we can, can find a link. link to that. Yeah, on, we can put a link the, up on the site. Yeah, channel mass effect. It's pretty cool. I wish <laughs> I wish more video games would do this. I mean, I would love to see one of these for WoW that was real and didn't include like the inflated numbers from the um, Asian markets. It'd be really cool just yeah. to see mm-hmm. how these guys are doing. Um, the other news that I have is that um, NCSoft has released episode 11, A Stitch in Time. Oh, yeah. At last. It came out yesterday. Got to play a little bit. I was really enjoying it. I started a new character um, with the new the two new power sets, which are dual blades for offense and uh, willpower. I made a scrapper. So that's nice. it's been pretty fun. Um, so the features of this update, I thought I'd just take this opportunity to go into a little depth on them. Um, and I, according to our meter, I have 123 <laughs> seconds to do it all in. So, <laughs> the lightning round will begin. Um, <laughs> time travel, flashback, and major... No, just joking. Um, so the, the features they've introduced is something called... There's The first feature is the Arboros system. And this allows for time travel or flashback to major events in Paragon City and the Rogue Islands history. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Sounds really cool. Um, It looks to me like it's going to have some pretty good epic quest content in it. It also will allow heroes and villains to use this um, system to return to missed story arcs and replay missions that that you really liked. And it uses the um, auto-exemplar feature to allow that to happen so that the difficulty level is consistent. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and when you redo these missions to get more out of them, you can add parameters, which will allow you to earn special badges and other rewards. And these parameters are pretty cool. You can assign uh, a time limit. So you can place a time limit on the mission completion. You can limit the number of lives. So you can you can say, if I die twice, that's it. The mission is failed. Um, you can make the enemies tougher. You can put debuffs on yourself or your party. Um, you can limit the use of in- inspirations and temporary powers as well. So, I think that would that would be kind of challenging to Sounds go back. Cool, and, yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna we're gonna end up playing the hell out of this. Um, weapon customization is a new feature. They this all came from the. There's a little side story here. They they asked the player community what the number one thing they wanted to see in the game was, like as far as a new power set, and the. The, basically, everybody wanted shields, and and they were like, "Well, what do you mean by shields?" And everybody had a different opinion of what a shield could do. I think some thought of Captain America, some thought of it as a purely defensive thing, and they started to think about what it would take to to make that, and what you could do to customize the shield. And the more they got into it, they realized, "A, we're not ready to do shields yet." So they didn't they didn't do the shields, but B they realized well we could customize the weapons we have, and we could probably come up with another power set that uses you know basically the art and the assets we've got for the weapons, and we could expand it. So with this episode, you get weapon customization as well as a new power set, which is the dual blade power set. And the weapon customization applies to 
Um, the power sets right now are the assault ri- rifle power set, um, the mercenaries assault rifle power set, bow, broadsword, claws, villain claws, dual blades, obviously, katana, ninja blade, mace, robotics slash pulse rifle for those masterminds, and thugs slash dual pistol. Um, and so when you go into the tailor, you can customize your weapons. You can choose different weapons, um, and you can obtain new weapons to add to your arsenal um, by doing missions, getting badges, and crafting. And nice. I've seen some of them. They have, like, um, like Future Sword is one of the models they have, which is this crazy futuristic-looking sword. Just all kinds of different things for customization, which I think is awesome. I mean, like the claws. That'd be That's so cool that there won't just be that standard... You know, three-pronged Wolverine claw. You know, now, I, I don't know what all the variations are, but that's that's pretty cool. Um, this episode also brings um, new invention sets. Um, when they did episode, or issue nine, um, they came up with a bunch of invention sets, but they left out some that applied to the powers for taunt, knock, knockback, um, endurance modification, the two-hit buff, the two-hit debuff, the defense buff and the defense debuff, and so they're covering those in this issue. So mm-hmm. you can you can now get um, invention sets for that, and they've added um, very rare sets which are better than level fifties, and those are applicable to uh, all kinds of damage. You know all the different damage types: pet damage, um, confuse, sleep, immobilize, hold, and stun. And so I, I think that's going to be that's going to actually be pretty cool yeah. for the for the you know the dealing with all your salvage and recipes and crafting. I mean that that opens up a lot of a lot of doors there, especially for later in the game. Um, and then some details on the two new power sets, which I'm really excited about. Um, they're all available for brutes, tankers, scrappers, and stalkers. So they're the melee classes. Um, the dual blades is the offensive one. It has um, several types of bladed weapons to choose from. I chose, like, these cool fantasy sword, it's called. They're real, real curvy, like a scimitar, but, Ooh, cool. but thicker, like a machete, kind of. Ooh. So uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you can immediately um, customize them with uh, colors, so you can choose to um, change the colors of the blades and the hilts, respectively. And you can change it for each weapon. So you could have a red and blue sword and a... Pink and green sword, if you really wanted to be a Skittle character. Um, <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. And the secondary effect for this, you know how all powers seem to have some kind of secondary effect, like the yeah. energy blasters, and it's got knockback and stuff. This one is really innovative. It's a combo system. So there are, there are several different types of combos that are opened by, by doing a specific power, and then there are three levels to each one and then when you finally execute the last one you get some kind of bonus for following through and those are their various advantages from damage to debuff to you know whatever so that's that's pretty cool the willpower is a defensive um, power set and it's a strong mix of resistance defense and regenerative powers so it's basically like the um, regeneration power set yeah, but it's got uh, stronger defense against psionics is the big difference and different graphical effects. So you won't have that nice warm green glow, but you'll have some other <laughs> things going on. Um, miscellaneous notes that I thought were interesting is they've added a respec recipe. As if those of us who have been playing for a while don't have enough respecs yeah, accumulated, like there is now more opportunities to basically you can make the recipe and use it, and it applies like a it'll give you a credit for it, but you can only have one of those active credits at once. So if you crafted 50 of these, you could only really have one in the queue at one time, you know, basically. Interesting. So, 
Um, the supergroup max size has increased, which was never a fear of us to go over the 75 limit, but now we can have 150 if we want. Wow. Um, they've added new hairstyles. I checked out some of the ones for the female models, and they're pretty cool. Right um, on. Yeah. Um, they've got a new... You know that power, that temp power I had that would let me summon the whole team? Yeah. They've made that a uh, an actual power, like a, I think it's a veteran reward. Power. No way, really. Called, it's called Assemble the Team. It summons all teammates, and it's got a 30-minute timer. I think it's just awesome. Especially That's if you really fly straight cool. up in the air and do it, and then drop everyone to their untimely death. <laughs> That's always fun. Um, and then the last thing is they've made some um, miscellaneous casting time and animation length adjustments, and I plan to log in with my Dark Dark Scrapper and see how that affects her gameplay because some of those animations were just hokey so yeah that's kind of nice that's really cool yeah i'm really really looking forward I to love playing how it their upgrades they're free and they always do so much with them they do a lot with them and they also um this year i don't know at what point they announced it but they said they were going to move to no less than a four month um release cycle for this so each update will be within four months Wow. And they targeted this one for before December, before the end of December was basically their target, so they made it. So we can probably expect something, you know, soon. And the um, next one is supposed to March, yep. potentially have the return of the fifth column. Yeah, yeah, and I really look... And one interesting thing is for these um, Orboros um, missions... Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that word. I don't either. But um, there are some... Some of the content is fifth column already. It looks like so really? you can go back and relive a fifth column. Oh, that's cool. Mission. I wonder if that's what they meant about the fifth column returning. I don't think so. You don't think so? I heard some reference to like council and fifth column duking it out in the streets, and then some kind of uh, they were going to come back as a not a kinder, gentler fifth column. So it leads me to believe that it'll be a real return, not just a token. Uber, to yes, to, to perhaps that's the a, best uh, uh, term. That's the good term. And that's all I've got for the weekend gaming. Gentlemen, now it is time for... The Weekend Roundtable! <laughs> Jason will never be absent again after this. Negative so for reinforcement. Twer. <laughs> twer. So wait, we've had... Uh, Twip. Twim. Twim. And now twert. Twer. Twim. Twick. For the contest. Awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. Let us have a healthy discussion about... Oh, we lost another one. <laughs> <laughs> player versus player. Is it essential for the design of a new and upcoming MMO? I'll say you! Just spoiled and just expecting the same boring features and the same boring games. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, All right, well, that wraps it up then. Yeah, that was quick. That was good. <laughs> yeah. That's a really short. right answer. Excellent. There is no right answer. All right, we kept this podcast There's only down. Zool. Uh, <laughs> well, my thoughts on it are that the games I'm excited to play, and I think I represent no. some some unknown percentage of 
MMO players. Wow, that's really specific. I I like my my specificitiness nation. <laughs> we um, at least know that you represent yourself. I represent at least one MMO gamer most of the time. <laughs> and um and what we believe is we we think that. <laughs> By we, I mean you don't not, speak not for us, not as royalty, but as me and myself and I. But what we believe is that um, the exciting games that are that are on the, you know, that are on the way are Warhammer Online and Age of Conan. Yeah, unless you're Noah reading the names, and then it's the names are very different. But <laughs> but um, those are yeah, the ones. Yeah, you didn't include the subtitles, all right? No, I didn't. Uh, I took the easy way out. But those have. Uh, they're strongly advertised as having PvP as an essential element. I yeah, mean, defining very feature. Very PvP-centric, right? Yeah. Um, other successful games right now are Guild Wars and World of Warcraft. Yep. Um, Lord of the Rings Online is also successful, but doesn't have strong PvP, although it has an element of PvP with the monster play. Um, but that, to and me, seemed play. like... And chicken play. Uh, but that, <laughs> those seemed to me like a tacked-on afterthought as opposed to a core feature. You know, they weren't designed with... It's not realm versus realm monster play. Or, well, I think know. they were trying to do something different, and it just hasn't been as compelling. Yeah, I, I don't know how... we were used to. How it, yeah. And so the, the question is, is um, to make a new great MMO, you know, where you are going to get a lot of subscribers, do you need to have... PvP is an integral part of the game, or can you get by with the same old PvE that we're used to from EverQuest, World of Warcraft, you know, City Heroes, blah blah yeah. blah, where PvP is present at various levels, but maybe not necessarily as a core component. It's secondary. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Noah? <sighs> well, my first thought was, you know, one of the staples of online gaming is that it's a way to socialize with people, talk with each other, and with regards to PvP, it kind of says, if you can't get people to talk to each other, make them fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> don't let them speak the same language in a lot of cases. Which certainly sounds... I don't know, I guess I have a, a weird perspective on it, being primarily a console gamer. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you, when you fight against other gamers in a console game, it's usually based more on skill. Yeah. Uh, and this is a generalization. Not time investment? Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's You've learned how to play the game really well. You've learned how to exploit the gameplay. Whereas PvP and an online role-playing game can hinge even more on how much time have you spent leveling up your character, amassing a large amount of gold, and yeah. securing weapons and armor that make you nearly invincible. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, I remember dueling some crazy elf chick <laughs> who executed a very nice circular strafe around me, which just gave me flashbacks of Unreal. And Is that me? No, no, oh. it was that girl who, oh, yeah. who solicited me after oh, yes, yes. she beat I've- me. I have conquered you now. Now you will be my love slave. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I remember her. Yeah, you know, and it's just there's something. I I don't know. I've never really been into the competitive spirit that drives competitive gaming, where you want to go out and kill as many other people as possible. It just kind of gets my nerves. Maybe mm-hmm. that's because that's the player type I am. Right. But I also, you know, it's like you talk to people like Phil, somebody who just thrives on upsetting other people and just making their game experience miserable 
and knowing that there's just tons of people that are out there in the pvp environment servers it's just it's it's not a selling point to me hmm. if the game's compelling enough if the world is interesting enough or if the gameplay is fun i don't necessarily think that pvp is needed i like how it's handled in city of heroes for instance where you can just go and do it on a side area but on the other hand when we were talking about next gen superhero mm-hmm. games i think it'd be a total blast to have heroes versus villains and that's just a natural occurring yeah. thing that's going on all the time or at least you have missions or or quests or whatever that start up and you know that there's a real person controlling the villain on the other end of the bank heist and that'd they're trying really, to yeah that'd be rob fun. the bank and you're trying to stop them and you know when it's contained like that, and that's not something where you're just on your way trying to go across the continent to get right. to another quest, and then somebody ganks you from behind. Or like when you had your first ex- steps into level 70, where you're trying to get to it, and somebody just kept dropping and dive-bombing you from behind. Oh, yeah. It's just it's so obnoxious. It is, yeah. And if it's, if it's an instance, and it's a little side part of the game, or it's, it's a mission, that's cool. But having to always look over your shoulder and be paranoid and think... How many hours am I going to have to put into the game just so I can protect myself from these bullies? It's just, it's not enticing to me. Maybe it feels very fulfilling once you do that, but... What if it was like more of a realm versus realm to where it wasn't so much me versus him, he or or she, but it's like um, us versus them, you know? I mean, would that be... Just an ongoing battle to try to shift the balance of power? Yeah, like where, where what they're talking about for like Warhammer where... There's three classifications of zone difficulty. There's, like, say... And I, this isn't spot on, but, you know, there's, say, the 1 to 20 level is one level of zone. Then there's the 21 to 40. And then there's the 41 to 60. And the balance of power that you set, that you that you you get through the conflicts from the, the, the quests and the PvP events that you're doing for level 1 to 20 has an effect on the balance of power in the in the 21 to 40 zone which in turn has an effect on the higher level zone so like no matter what level you're at you're in this epic conflict against other real people and your actions do matter you know you're not just confined like with a concept like that do you feel that that's more of a that there's something greater inspiring in the game world. Yeah, that that you're actually having an impact on the game world through interaction with other players. Yeah, I think that's I mean, would cool. That ma- would that, that, that make the necess- difference? I don't know if you if you implicitly stated it in that description, but that doesn't sound like it still provides any constraints or safeguards around it. That doesn't stop you know level twenty players from killing level one players over and over. Right. Oh, I'm sure that would go on as well. And the, I'm sure there's going to be safe zones and stuff like that, or you can run to guards right. by the town gates or however they're going to construct it. It's just, I don't know, it's just uh, to be able to play it in an, in, in an environment like that, you have to be ready and willing to put 20 hours a week into the game, and it's just not appealing to me. Right. I think it's the investment that online games require that make playing against another player not as appealing as putting some time in with the console game and knowing that all things are equal as far as what you're playing with it's just really your skills well, like as a player with the um one of the things they've always promised with like world of warcraft is the in the battlegrounds that they will they will make teams of players based on their gear um as opposed to their 
you know, any other thing, you know, random luck or whatever. So, like, you have, you know how there's the whole twink thing? Yeah. So, you know, they were going to, one of the patches supposedly would look at what your value of your character was and and assign that and then put you into combat with people of equal value. So, so it takes, it, it essentially... In theory, takes out that advantage and makes it more of a skill. A twinked character would be placed against a twinked character, character. but an untwinked like level ten would be against level ten. See, I like that because I mean, I do too. Wrong. It it does require skill to to circle strafe around people and hit the A button as quickly as possible. Uh, But when the the playing field is a little bit more level. You know, I'm sure that some people may think that I'm just whining that it's an unfair environment and that's the way it is, but that's fine. It's not something that appeals to me. But if you can have some if you can kind equalize of it artificial constraints mm-hmm. in there that balance things out, I think it's a lot more fun. Yeah. Rage of Conan, I think there's supposed to be a like a PvP level and an adventurer level or something like that to where... And, and, like, when you go into a bar and brawl, it's supposed to be an equal footing, no matter what. Like, a level 60 versus a level 1, you still have an equal chance. Oh, that's cool. You know, that's that's some of the some of the stuff they're saying or we're planning. Uh, you know, I always have my theory of all the major features get scrapped and they just come up with something, but, you know. Huh. Uh, Less than impressive, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Um, well, what... I think they do need to be more balanced for the game to have longevity, yeah. I feel like, you know, there's different classifications of players and there are the casual gamers, there's the raiders and yeah. and I think that not necessarily hardcore PVPers and raiders are the same. I, I think I don't think those are necessarily the same demographic, you know, group group of people, I guess. Um so I would consider myself as far as like going through content of a game to be pretty casual. But I could be sucked into hardcore PvP yeah. play. Unless it's a massive time sink. You know, if it's a massive time sink, there's just no way I can do it. I just have other responsibilities. But if it's if it's a minimal time requirement, but it involves you, you know, working on strategy and skill and communicating and having yeah. a strong group of people you play with, well, yeah, that, that I can certainly get... I could get into, and that... Would for me mean the game would have longevity? You know, just representing my particular feelings and what I think some people believe in, I I could see that as a reason why a game might last longer and keep more people um, active Mm -hmm. than a game that just has one of those three elements to offer. Yeah, because when you say time sink, the first thing I think is grinding. I do too, and I I think grinding to get gold. I'm so tired of the grind. It's like. I wish you could take, you know, like credits from previous games where you had already grinded and climbed to new ones. It's like you don't understand. Like I'm at level account. I'm at level fifty blaster from City of Heroes. Okay. So like I know like all these other noobs have to start from scratch, but you should just like spot me a level sixty character like fully outfitted. <laughs> because I've you know, I've I've already kinda paid around dues. the block. I've been around the block, I've done this stuff, you know. Yeah. And now true, I don't understand how your combat system works, but just go ahead and, you know, give me Elite stat, you know. I wish you could do that because I hate the grind and I hate I hate the whole faction system. Yeah. I hate the way that they do raid content where you you might have to go through the same content like ninety nine times to get that item that you need for your yeah. character. You know, yeah. and I don't mean to just go off on a rant on. <laughs> 
we've, we've been this through this before. This is why we don't schedule rents anymore. They just happen. Yeah, they just they they don't need to be planned. They're they just occur naturally. For free. Yeah, for free. No extra added charge. We were thinking of taking the subscription rate up to fifty cents, but we just go ahead and do it for free. But um, I mean, that for me would be more compelling. You know, I'm like addicted to, or I was. I have a barely controlled addiction to Defense of the Ancients, the world oh, of. Oh, I love that uh, game. You know, the Warcraft Three um, mod. mod. Yeah. D O T A All Stars is like one of my favorite games of all time. It's one of the most complete experiences in gaming I've ever encountered. Just and, the right amount of depth. And it, yeah, it's just enough. It, it has the leveling. It just all happens at an accelerated pace, you know? It's mm-hmm. a 40-minute to 20-minute long game, depending on how good your opponents are. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you, you, you definitely have all the elements of PvP you could ever hope for. Uh-huh. It does. It is equally balanced, typically. That has infinite replayability to me, you know? Um, I only don't play it now because if I did, I wouldn't ever play anything else. <laughs> I could monopolize it all. It's weird, you know. It's it's a mod a user created modification of a an RTS game that, for some reason, I mean, and there's several mods in Warcraft Three where I just feel like it's checkers or something. It's such a basic game, but I just can't get enough of it. Yeah, it just has that that special something that brings you back and yeah and i think if an mmo could tap into the gameplay aspects of something closer to that i know the battlegrounds and world of warcraft kind of aspire to some kind of variation between that and capture the flag or some other you know unreal tournament-ish kind of goal yeah you know but they still there's still so much to that game that that you know, I've never seen anybody kind of pull off in an MMO where it does totally, you know, level. You know, it's a level playing field. It is so skill based. It's pathetic. You know. Yeah. I mean, you can tell the difference between a first. You can tell the. I mean, there are there are so many classifications of players in there. There's the people who actually know the rules and know what all the items are and stuff. But they could still be easily trounced by somebody who's just good at it, who's played for a long time. I mean, there's many levels of of yeah. You know, and then there's the fact that, well, we don't want to make this a DOTA ad, but uh, <laughs> you know, basically, it's it's a good it's a good way to handle PvP. You know, along that lines, along those lines, you have more familiarity with MMOs than I do. Are there are there any traditional big scale MMOs that have group missions where you're, you're one group pitted against another like they do in FPSs where you're, you're capturing bases or defending a base well, stuff like that yeah I mean there's I mean I think that Dark Age of Camelot was the one that kind of started it out um, so it was like a raid guild versus guild or raid group versus raid group or something well it's you know it's like yeah I mean there's there's like different layers of the, the realm versus realm PvP to that yeah but you know with um with World of Warcraft, there's the the um, battlegrounds where you know it's basically like ten versus ten or however many people there are, yeah. and it's you know alliance versus horde. So it's the two factions pitted against each other for a finite amount of time. With you know whatever the goals are, it's like have you know get this x many resources or get you know this many points or whatever or you know whoever's on top after this much time elapses that kind of a thing. Well, how do you like that? Oh, I like it. I, li- I like it. I especially like it now that they've got the hues working better, smoother, so that you don't wait, like, 20 minutes in between each game. Start a game. 
because that was kind of getting kind of old because there's only so much shopping I can do in the auction house while I wait for that to roll around. Yeah. So, Jim, you would probably have an, an interesting perspective unique from Mark and I just based on how much you've been into games and online gaming. A little. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and just that you have a different perspective on what you find enjoyable in the game and you've spent a healthy amount of time doing single player, you know, or... I guess PVE type gameplay in City of Heroes, just against the environment, not necessarily a lot of right. PvP. What's your stance on it? Is it something that you've ever been intrigued well, by, or you think would add to the experience, or that you like? Well, you know, obviously it's it's somewhat available in in uh, zones or however you want to call that in City of Heroes. You know, you can go to the battleground or what it, I don't even the arcade, whatever it's called. The arena. the arena. The arena. Thank the you. arcade. Yeah. <laughs> Got your mind in the meme. I guess so. Um, you know, so it's available. I think I've been in there all of two times. Yeah, same here. And I, I think it's it's difficult, you know, especially the classes that I've played, you know, which are, you know, tanks and controllers and stuff like that. I, I've never really played a lot of damage-dealing characters, so to go in and play PvP just kind of silly yeah you know it, it'd be one thing i think if it were a, a team based uh, pvp team pitted against another especially the heroes versus villain yeah that's what i was trying to get at earlier is just thinking if people have lots of different if they have a lot of variation in terms of what their characters have in terms of armor and swords and classes that if they were to be grouped together as a team versus another team then we could potentially set up individual team members to take on special roles Mm -hmm. in the way that FPSs do that, such as Counter-Strike, where somebody's a medic, and somebody's an engineer, and somebody's a spy. it's just like the mission that you normally do, except you're fighting somebody real on the other end instead of NPCs. In World of Warcraft, they have the arena system, which is like that. Exactly. It's a five. Well, there's different. There can be two versus two, three versus three. I think it goes five versus five after that. I don't think there's a. But anyway, in that one, you know, you 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 build these arena teams and you start to play against the other arena teams that'll hit you against, and you start to develop a ranking with that for each victory and loss and everything. And as you get a higher ranking, you know, you face tougher opposition. And you you start to be able to get rewards, which are better loot and everything like that for your for your, and and they you do get you do end up with specialized teams. That's in that cool. you have your designated healing, your buffers, your debuffers, your damage dealers, you know, yeah, that kind of a thing. Um, no, the traditional tank isn't really an element of that because you don't have a dumb computer, you know, AI opponent that needs to be. You know, that's going to just mindlessly go attack you, right? You yeah. Know? So you don't really have that. You, your warriors are usually more DPS-oriented, but it's an yeah. interesting kind of variation of what we're talking about, and that is called the arena for, for World of Warcraft. So I wish they would flesh that out more for City of Heroes and some of the other yeah. games. And, yeah. It's funny, you know, and, uh, when you were saying that, Jim, I'm like, of course, because we have archetypes that are healers and we have ranged attackers yeah. and stuff like that. But it's funny that just an experience going on missions with teams, it still feels like we're just a clump of damage dealers going through and 
doing the same thing. But you're right, there is some specialization in terms of roles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm thinking of something that would be deeper than that, but maybe it is. What else? I, I would say my other comments were, you know, it kind of goes back to the discussion we had many episodes ago about the basic types of game players there are, you know. Yeah, the player they're, archetypes. They're right. The, they're the killers and the explorers and the... Uh, adventurers or... Adventurers and, and then there's me, the socializer. You yeah. Know, that I, you know, I'm not really into getting killed. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what I was I trying to get at a lot earlier. of people, I think. I forget about it, but... And, uh, and I think if you remember Bartlett's uh, document that we referenced when we when we posted that, you know, he had the, the structure about balance yeah. at, that in, at the end of that article and how, you know, uh, socializers kind of are, you know, they feed the, the killers and, you know, who they prey upon. And if you want more killers, then do this and, you know, yeah, all, yeah. However, however that all worked out. But uh, it's definitely a balance to be struck. I, I think in the design of an MMO, you know, and and you know, obviously there are a lot of people. I don't know, it's a lot, but it's, you know, many. There's definitely one group that wants PvP. Yeah. You know, and and how to do that, you know, is is the question. You know, you used to what wasn't Ultima Online? Everybody was a player killer, right? Yeah, it you was know, a wild like, west. There was no real rule. And then, or you could just totally not have it. Yeah, and and you know obviously the newest solutions are to usually have these zones or have a dedicated server that's right PvP PvP and uh, and those I guess those seem to work to a certain extent. Yeah, I think I think it it works, but it's not it's it's like well the other you know all games require PvP, so we'll put we'll allow this for this area you know, but there's no real reason for it in a lot of you know like. Uh, I can't remember who the blogger is who said it best, but it was like, where is the war in World of Warcraft? Like, where <laughs> is the war? You know, it's like, it's really just Horde and, and Alliance occupying the same area, but there's nothing, there's no coordinated assaults anymore, you no. know, you don't, you don't, you don't walk by Algrimmar and see smoking ruins of the Orc, you know, city because the Alliance were successful the night before last, right? Yeah. You know, there's no, there's nothing like that. There's no no siege weaponry there's no you don't see any of that stuff you know and, and so i Maybe think warhammer will rick what if we've hit a theme in all of our talk tonight i think one of it's been more of a team focus for pvp as opposed yeah. to the you know i think if if a game can really capture that it'd be a good it'd be it'd have a good um what's the word it'd be good incentive for players to yeah. stay interested and to feel like they're achieving something, you know? Yeah. When uh, preparing for this uh, roundtable, I read this article by a person named Jonathan Steinauer, uh, who wrote an opinion, like a three-part opinion on Warcry, and he had some interesting points, actually, that um, that it would be a good thing to actually just have repercussions when 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 you killed another person mm-hmm. in game, you know, and, uh, and so he had the, these proposals, you know, what, what do you gain when you, when you do PvP, you'll gain experience if you're successful killing someone, 
you get to steal some loot if you are successful in the kill. Whether you succeed or not, you'll gain a notorious fame that all will see. And regardless, there's still the thrill of the hunt. But the repercussions that he proposes is... Uh, you... Uh, may be charged more by NPC vendors or denied some quests or even attacked by an NPC. So you get like a negative driver. rep? Yeah. yeah. Or that that's the other thing. You get a negative rep with, with other players, but you might also mm -hmm. get a negative rep with uh, NPC um, characters as well. Um, if you're in a virtuous guild, you, you may be ousted for the betterment of the guild. And uh, and then the other, of course, consequences. You actually might be killed by the person you're trying to right kill. or his buddies or yeah. Or that's that's funny. You know, the Ultima Online was kind of like that when it was in its Wild West phase. It mm -hmm. was, you could loot people you killed. You could you would be outlawed from the cities. You'd be exiled basically. That's what Jason did. He became this like fisherman that just hung out. <laughs> yeah, he was the outlaw of crime. <laughs> He'd hang out near the town and wait for people to wander down the road, so he they would mistakenly try and kill him. But he couldn't go into the cities anymore at all. He was yeah. just totally. Stuck. That's a harsh punishment. It, it, but it was perfect for him, you know. He really enjoyed it, I think, and I enjoyed, you know, checking yeah. in on his progress. He latched onto it and made the most of it for sure. He did. It made it a story, kind of. It was neat. Well, that's pretty good points. Yeah, I think it's interesting to you know increase the repercussions of. Of what your yeah your actions are, and we're always interested in hearing what our readers think about any of the things that we talk about. So, if you actually have any comments on this topic, feel free to use our comments interface underneath this podcast episode when it gets posted on our website. Sounds like a good uh, subject for a poll to me. Yeah, oh, let's we do a poll. Think of uh, some basic yeah statements to agree with. Yeah. Or disagree with. Is it essential? That kind of thing. Yeah, we'll yeah. get a poll together for tomorrow um, for, for the site, so look for that. Yeah. And if you just want to email us your thoughts or comments, you might actually read them out loud. Or <laughs> send don't us bother. a wave file. We know. don't give a... Oh, no. <laughs> I'd be interested to hear what people think. <laughs> I wouldn't, so don't send them to me. That's yeah. Right. Send them to mail <laughs> at Channel Massive. Yeah, send them to mail at Channel Massive or write us a review Yeah. on iTunes. I think that's it for this episode. We're skipping the rant because we've exhausted all of our anger in previous episodes. <laughs> so we're going to build up some new anger. We're one with the world right now. <laughs> Much, yes, yes. We'll, we'll be building up a, a reservoir of rage and angst which we'll unleash on an unsuspecting public in a episode coming soon. Yes. Thanks, Thank you everybody. for listening. Thanks for listening. Channel Massive is an IGL production.